welcome to BS Reactor Warm-Up, where we get ready to get our friends to talk about something we couldn't get anyone else to talk to us about. This time, we're warming up for our chat about Batman and Mr. Freeze, colon, Sub-Zero, an animated feature from the late 90s that we all remember fondly. As usual at the reactor, we're going to be using spoilers and profanity to discuss the topics at hand. So if you're not into that sort of thing, hit the stop button before the music ends. We're dedicating this whole series to the late great voice actor of Batman, Kevin Conroy. You will be remembered, and you will be missed. Welcome to BSR. Very, very special cool down episode. I'm Patrick. Jasmine. Evan. And I'm Isaac. And we're here to do the warm up slash cool down for Batman Sub-Zero, a movie that came out sometime in the 90s that a lot of people did not have. Actually, I don't think a lot of people heard of this movie because I never. A lot of people do. Really? They just could have incorporated into the animated series. Uh, it came out in 1998, which was a few years after the animated series yes. that ended and before the Superman, Batman, whatever thing that came after it. Yeah. This is a movie that I liked a lot growing up because it was, and it was a movie that not many people talk, like, yeah, they thought it was part of the series, but mm-hmm. they didn't realize that it's actually, it was a movie and it was by itself. Cause I never hear about it as a movie. Cause when you talk about movies, when it comes to Batman or animated series outside of the regular live action, the one you hear a lot is mask of the phantasm. Mm-hmm. But I would like to think this movie is like a step below that. When just, it, just a little just bit. It feels more like an episode. Yeah. yeah it does feel like a long episode. And I want to say the first time, I saw this because like Batman, the animated series was mm-hmm. in syndication. Yes. And they had a special event where they played Mr. Freeze and they just chopped it up into two mm-hmm. episodes or something. Yeah. This feels like a long episode, but even the episodes of Batman, the animated series were better than a lot of the movies. Mm-hmm. Like if I compare this to the movies, I said this is like in the top six maybe of movies okay of all his movies Fair enough. and there's a lot of good movies because a lot of the newer ones that came out recently like son of batman batman versus Robin, you know that stuff like that mm. are good movies but like this is one of the better movies at least in my opinion sure yeah but we're doing the warm-up today yes. so what is the uh, <laughs> question that i fed you earlier uh, the question was something <laughs> that you thought about that has been cool that no one else thought about and then that's not exactly no it isn't right. well no, that was original what so you said something okay that's right, that was yeah. original for a you while, back, like, and then yeah. so, so just t- just tell us something that's cool, something you've known for a while or known about for a while, and then something you discovered recently. Do you want me to go first as an example? No, I, I got something. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> all right. So for me, something that I've known for a while that's been cool that actually is something that a lot of people now are starting to know has been cool and awesome is the richest man to ever live. Okay. Masa Musa. Or Masa Musa? Masa Musa. Masa Musa. He was a Mali emperor from 1312 CE to 1337 CE. This guy was so rich. So the richest man in the world is what? Is it? It's not Bezos anymore. It's, it's Musk, Musk right? right now. I it's think Musk. so. They keep bouncing back yeah, and forth. But he but is roughly what? When you're that stupid rich, what what does even matter? <laughs> yeah. right? I think so, it's in the range of like 300 billion. Oh, I know. It's, it's 257 billion is as from Forbes.com is what Elon Musk has right now. So in today's dollars, Musa will be worth about 400 billion dollars. 
So he wow. is. I mean, when you're the king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, emperor. God king. <laughs> yeah. So Elon Musk is only $142.7 billion behind him. So he has a little bit of work to do for being richest man ever. Give him one more pandemic. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just one more, huh? Probably. Boy. So this guy's empire spread across modern day Mali, Senegal, Gambia, Guyana, Niger, Nigeria, Chad, Maratina. I always do that. Maratania. There you go. I always do horrible with that <laughs> Didn't name. Didn't that change names recently? Maratania? Uh, no, I think it still is. I think it still is that name. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'm sorry for those people in that country. I always butcher your name. <laughs> yeah, and, if uh, anyone in Africa ever listens to this, we're sorry. Yes. <laughs> we're American. It's fine. And uh, Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso. There you go. Thank you, Isaac. Uh, it covered roughly 478,819 square miles of Africa. That was only second at the time to the Mongol Empire, which is run by our man Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, as we all know, majority of what is the majority of Asia is his descendant. There's a big percentage that is his direct, yeah, progeny. direct descendant of him because he was just giving it all everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, How much Chinese also... propaganda do you watch? <laughs> Mongolian? Mongolian? Where is it? Mongolian? Yeah. God damn it! Stop saying it like that. <laughs> Fuck it. My you nose, did. My, my nose all of a sudden got stuffed up, and now right, it sounds I like how Pat yeah, pretended sure. to not know this question, but he's already written a book report. Yeah. Well, this is a while ago. I did this in the question originally was something that no one knew about that you thought was cool so that's why All so right. we, record, we recorded the first batman one like a month ago and yeah then month and a half ago. yeah something yeah. like that yeah yeah he also developed timbuktu and gao into important cultural centers turned the mali empire into a sophisticated center of learning so to tell you how awesome this guy was that on a pilgrimage to mecca back in 1324 ce he did mm-hmm. literal research because this guy i wanted to get his stuff right because this is something that they don't tell us about yeah because the richest absolutely but this man as you're about to say destroyed an economy yes, with I'm about to, I'm about to. he was so freaking rich he destroyed the economy i mean we talk about oh bezos all these we talk about all these people I'm i feel little, like little cool bezos right now. and musk are destroying our economy yeah, yeah. it feels we talk so much about class. it feels pretty on <laughs> yeah. uh we get a tad political we try a little we talk a little bit so I, much about white okay this isn't really great. necessarily a political thing so no, much as that is a consequence of having that much wealth mm-hmm. concentrated as like yeah, your economy for real. that's true but we don't really, people don't realize that the richest person ever was a black dude who just mm-hmm. was just like, hey, this is how I do it. Absolutely. So, but on his going back on his pilgrimage to Mecca, for those who don't know, Muslims, is it annually or just once in a lifetime? They change once in a lifetime. Once it's a lifetime. changed yeah. over the years. Yeah. But they yeah. do a pilgrimage to Mecca, which is one of the holiest sites in yep. Islam. When everybody lived within like five days journey walking mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Mecca, it seemed more reasonable than trying to get yeah. there from California every year. And if for some physical reason you couldn't, you could give, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. In the Middle Ages, usually when we were talking about the Dark Ages, yeah. it was actually the Golden Age of the Islamic Empire. Yeah, Also a thing that doesn't get brought up as much as I think it should. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we'll think about it. The Dark Ages. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Good work, white historians. You that was great. <laughs> All right, but his, his caravan of 60,000 men, including a personal regiment of 12,000 slaves. Yes, he had slaves. Well, yeah. Richest guy in the world. Yep. That's, that's how it works. He, so Musa 
rode horseback and was directly preceded by 500 of his own slaves carrying gold adorned staffs. Finally, he had a baggage train of 80 camels, each carrying 300 <laughs> I, I'm pounds I'm just of gold. picturing the scene from Aladdin. Oh Make my God, I was just thinking that. Exactly. I was like, oh my and God. that makes me wonder if that might have been where they got the idea been, for all that yeah. stuff is from him. Because mm-hmm. that's straight balling, man. That yeah. was balling. He had an entourage and shit. Yeah. So he got to Cairo. He and his men spent so much money and gave away a lot of it too, usually gold. They decreased the overall value of gold in Egypt for the next 12 years. He toppled an economy. <laughs> yep. When you give so you have so rich that you give people so much gold, gold means nothing. Mm-hmm. They were handing gold out like it was freaking salt, like it was yeah. nothing. Actually, silver became more valuable than gold yes. around that time too, because of, they directly so, because of yeah, they had so many of it. <laughs> So his tales of wealth when it hit Europe, Spanish cryptographers showed West Africa dominated by a depiction of Musa sitting on the throne holding a gold nugget in one hand and a golden staff in the other. Mm-hmm. So he was so rich that like, damn, this motherfucker's rich. We got to put him on the maps. So yep. that was one of the things that was so cool that I was like, why do we not know about that? Yeah. Like, that is like one of the pimpingest things in the world. I mean, we knew about that. Well, well I mean, we're it. nerds, but yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people just, didn't just know to about get it. the name out. And yes. uh, he did all sorts of horrifying shit too. Uh, like, I, I don't mean, want to downplay, this, like, he was, about that. he was a man of his time. Again, so. that, that's how you get that rich is by doing horrors. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not talk about that. Let's, let's show the fact <laughs> that, 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 that you ruined the, the economy. You know to, what? to paraphrase Carlos Slim, you don't get rich from charity. Yeah. But uh, so that right. was the thing that we I We should for never a while. discuss slavery. Let's just sweep that under the rug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Talk so, about but, how cool rich people are. Yeah, yeah. we'll sweep that under the rug. He was really cool. He was balling. And actually, first time I heard about this was actually when I was watching Drunk History. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they <laughs> talked about him. I was like, what? And so then, then I did some research. I was like, this dude, how do we know about this guy? Mm-hmm. Man, like, he literally would, <laughs> he could give you $100 billion and be like, meh. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, and this is coming with some lectures that I've listened to because, yeah. like, this is also a thing that came up when colonization started. And it was like, didn't you hear about this whole thing? <laughs> yep. So, but the one thing that recently I've known that was cool was you got to look this up. So, there's a chess champ that has. Oh, no. You guys heard about it? Yes. You heard about it. Yeah. You know what I'm There's talking some about. controversy around this, but yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's not, <laughs> not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, apparently, there's this guy who has been. He, he's telling Isaac, I'm gonna start laughing. You're gonna say so, that he won okay. chess because of a butt plug. But there's a, there are, no, AO beads. There was a tournament. Wait, wait, which, wait. I thought that was a joke. That was real? Yes, it's, in, it's, it's there real. There was it's a in tournament paper. in which is it Magnus Carlsen? Yeah. Is, he's a, a very long standing, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's the real. Grand, I've seen him play, not in person. Obviously. He's the grandmaster that anybody who doesn't follow chess uh-huh. would never have heard of. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, this is if the you guy. haven't heard of Bobby Fish. Sure, then it's this yeah. guy. But he lost to another grandmaster at a tournament. And out of that came an accusation that he lost to a Twitch streamer. Yeah, it was like a grandmaster. That's not the point. That's his rating. All right. He lost to some guy who's lesser than him. Yeah. And I mean, not if he won. Well, that's true. But right. the accusation is that he had remote control vibrating anal beads in and somebody was feeling. Moves into a chess engine and vibrating them to him. 
about so that he would know what, what to move play, to make. Mm-hmm. which is such a bizarre out. And like, he uh-huh. absolutely was immediately like, fucking, I will bend over naked and play you in a they, ca- like a Faraday yeah. cage room if you want. I don't give a shit. Are, we just played chess. There's literally a picture of him in the news of the people searching him. He's like, what? Like his hands out. Like, what are you guys talking about? Because he made the accusation. They had to search him. So they're searching him for stuff afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. So they're searching. So there's pictures. You see him. Cause I saw the picture the other night. He's just sitting there like, what? And they're like searching him. And the thing is chess champion. <laughs> uses anal beads to cheat. I was like, that is freaking cool. <laughs> if that's a new way to cheat. I want it to be true though. I don't I, think it I is. I don't think it's Magnus had so an off bizarre. day. Yeah. Absolutely be. not. There's an old man whose butt hurt about slipping. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all he's got. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. But. He didn't say shit. He was just like, I'm going to bow the rest of the yeah. thing. Well, he was basically like, if this is how it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to understand, where did you think, man, he has to have anal beads in him? So that doesn't mean that he did it before? Probably. That means that that guy did it before, because I would never think if someone's cheating also, how anal beads use, when that comes to me. How do you use remote control? First of all, I'm just... <laughs> okay, so theoretically, you look at the board on the grid, your moves would be sent to you in a number of pulses for letter, number of pulses for number for where the piece is you're moving. And nobody is jizzing then, their pants in this time. I mean, jizzing your pants is not against the rules. It's not. Yeah, no, it's not. If you're being distracting about it, I mean, you can say it's a, yeah, if you're like, a, a, a covet but if every just, time you're about to make a move, you're just like, oh, uh-huh. like, okay, that's probably that's just being French, but <laughs> that's that's probably against the rules for just dis- disruption. Purposes. <laughs> and you're worried about me getting this canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's just a dumbass See, accusation. It's not that that happened, even if it did actually happen. It's just that it got so much traction. Yeah, in the media. So it just, I heard about it from eight different people and like a bunch of news outlets. I literally. <laughs> thought it was a joke. I thought yeah, that joke. somebody yeah. was just like, oh, this will I make mean, a hilarious a joke, story. But it is I didn't really think it was a real news story. It is legitimate. And then so. someone found out that someone took a patent out for something similar to this. Oh, and then they were like, oh, it has to oh, be this. it has to be this guy. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that, that, that is a whole thing. So that's pretty cool. That's something right, that right, I really recently yeah. like, wow, that's pretty cool. And you know the day it's after true. that I got announced, I was like, where do I buy these bees? I know, right? I bet you <laughs> went to Search engine. If we went to Google and look at their mm. the top searches, chess winning anal beads. Yep, I'm actually going. Welcome to right the now. future. Would you know? Chess you really <laughs> only need the remote control ones that have vibration controls, or you don't need to do any special chess shit. Well, you need a confederate to feed you whatever. Okay. So then they all they have need to, is fucking. They'll need eyes the on the board though, right? What's well, the f- they they simulcast? What the hell's the fish engine? Oh, um. Stockfish. Yeah, stockfish, yeah. Yeah, so if you put in chess cheating scandal, the first one that comes up is a CNN article that says chess Grandmaster Hans Neumann not going to back down mid-cheating uh, <laughs> allegations. I feel okay, like then. I feel like not mentioning that he is also a Grandmaster really lends too much credence to the idea that he cheated. Yeah. Mm. He's on that level. Yeah, he's, it right. says chess Grandmaster. Yep, I mean, don't get me wrong. He could probably beat me. Well, yeah. No, he could beat all of us without looking. And now, and then Wall Street Journal a day ago says that they have a a chess investigation finds that the U.S. Grandmaster likely cheated more than 100 times. (laughs) I know it's a big thing on Twitch because it's way easier to hide that kind of thing. You can run like Stockfish, you said. 
yeah. on like your, <laughs> anywhere off like screen. your cell phone. So what were I like? Did Hans Neiman cheat at chess with a sex toy? Question mark. This coder is attempting to find out. God. <laughs> All right. So who wants to follow that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if y'all ain't got anything immediately ready, I'll go just to get this part. No, go for it. Us. Yeah. Looking back into the past, there is a cool thing I knew for a long time that I was very excited to have memorized. Uh-huh. It, this is a service that's not available anymore. And it, was very, it was very sad the day they took it down. But it used to be that if you picked up a U.S. phone and dialed 718-387-6962, it would get you to They Might Be Giants Dial-A-Song. Oh, <laughs> really? Where they had an answering machine that they would just leave shitty answering machine tape quality recordings of songs they were working on or songs they never intended to release Hmm. and you could just call into this answering machine like when they first started this up it was literally just an answering machine in one of their apartments they had a second line put in with just a tape deck machine Mm -hmm. they just put in a cassette of whatever they were recording or whatever snippets they didn't think they could develop into a song yet and it was a cool way to listen to a thing and it eventually turned into an automated answering service and then after they took down the machine it was just a website for a while you'd go to (laughs) dialasong.com and it would have b-sides and weird shit oh yeah they'd put up two or three things on a rotation for a while and then switch them out mm-hmm. but it was it was like a, a ritual for a while for me to like if it's a shitty day or whatever i could just call that and hear a song by a band i like that had never been released <laughs> That's and it, it awesome. was just like a cool little i mean you know like there are people out there that recorded all of them and oh whatever, bet, but yeah. but it's just it was just like a really cool little thing they occasionally plugged it they'd talk about it in small shows or something mm-hmm. but it wasn't super widespread and even among their fans but it was just it ran for decades oh, that's kind of amazing yeah when i was a teenager my older brother left a couple of albums that he'd put mixed tapes of they might be giant shit he made but mm-hmm. he left on a taped interview or something on one of them that they mentioned that thing and i got into ah, just calling okay. it every month or two mm-hmm. they have some absolutely wicked shit they couldn't figure out how to put an ending to or <laughs> the next verse of or whatever they just uh-huh. never did it again what's yeah. a look up to see if if it came back somehow. the website might still be there they play with whether that's on or not Mm -hmm. but I don't okay. think the answering service has been around in a long time. Yeah. I also still, just a small tag on that is I still have the Nintendo Power tip line on my phone. <laughs> yeah. But that hasn't been active since before I had a cell I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> and that's like 16 bucks a minute, too. So. That was ridiculous. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever actually called it, but it was one oh, of those I things didn't. like, one day I'm going to need this. <laughs> I had a friend that got drunk and called it, but I don't actually nice. know what happened. But yeah, for, for decades, you used to be able to call They Might Be Giants, John nice. Linnell's apartment. Or whatever, uh-huh. and just listen to a song they were working on. Nice. Yeah. So what's something cool you found out about recently? I might have to come back to that one. Okay. I had one, and then Pat kept talking. <laughs> 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 the anal beads messed you up. Yep. No, okay. it probably did. Shit. Nope, I had it, and it's gone. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I can do mine unless you want to. No, that's whatever. I got mine ready, but yeah, you can go. All right, cool. So something I've known about for a while is that there are international beatbox competitions. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I've listened to these things off and on for a while. And it's just like one person here and the one just, you know, the the boots and cats things, but like a really elaborate version. I'm not going to do it here, but, you know, (laughs) yeah, but it's a Swiss beatbox. 
It's actually how I like, start out beat structures when I'm like, it's all like play something on the piano and then just, you know, whatever in the background. But like, I've learned a lot of techniques from these guys and how to like do rolled bass lines and like take tracks and whatever. But a thing that they introduced when they're doing these things that not a lot of people did when it got started, but it's gotten bigger and bigger is a loop station battle. And what they do is they have these synthesizers where they can take samples of what they're beatboxing <laughs> and then play them back. So you can start building multiple instruments. Yeah, so you have like yeah. five banks that you can record and then you play it back and you can do like simple effects to them and so forth. Yeah. But the songs they can generate from this are just absolutely amazing. Like they still sound like someone doing beatboxing or like, mm. you know, into the, into the microphone, but just the range and different things they're willing to try for this thing are amazing. Mm. But yeah, definitely look it up on YouTube. It's, it's out there. Most of it's free. That's also a good thing. Apparently it's more popular in Europe. There's even some people that got on France's Got Talent and did this sort of stuff, but definitely look that up. And then I'll just put this as a aside to that. There's also a finger drumming competition. They have like, you know, they have like the drum pads you can play with your fingers, Yeah. but they do battles with those things. But the one that was like really interesting was putting it on for a while was a thing called V1. Unfortunately, it's happening in Russia and we can't access that mm. and everything's on pause over there right now for obvious reasons <laughs> because well, they yeah. can't keep their hands in themselves. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, I was super mad because like, what does this mean for the but, um, That's a take? Yeah. Um, but yeah, something that I ran into recently, I was going to see a movie, Thousand Years of Solitude, but I missed the showtime that I was going to go to and was like, eh, what else is playing? I'll just pop into whatever. And there was an Indian movie called Brahmasta. It, this little description thing was like Indian superhero movie. So I'm I'm sitting in my my chair and it's a, then it's I a hear, great recipe for over the top. <laughs> yeah. And they play as the intro of the thing, they play the 20th Century Fox fanfare. Like, That's weird. Mm-hmm. And then I see Hot Star pop across, which is the Indian version of Disney. <laughs> so I got to see basically a Marvel movie. That, okay. <laughs> you know, an Indian version of a Marvel movie. And it rocks. It's real good. If if you guys manage to get around to it, that is really good. Part one, Shiva was in theaters as of like a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure when this is going to get released. It'll be online by the time it gets there. It's a story about a guy who has fire superpowers, but not really. He's also a DJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, it's that's like, where he brings the fire. See? Yeah, he I does. Mean, that's, we're at- the female lead of this thing is the same girl that was in Gully Boy. The one that was a girlfriend that was crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah, watching it. Uh, I'm okay, watching okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like, you, you why does she look the- so familiar? And after I'm watching like, it. Oh my God. Yeah. Which, which crazy one? The crazy possessive one or the crazy The one that girl? hit uh, the yeah. American. Yeah. She was okay. my, my future, <laughs> about my future baby mama. They also have like uh, a lot of the safety things. Like I'm used to like American movies where they won't do stuff. But like they kill a kid on screen. Oh, they inhalate two of the bad guys, like to the point where they become skeletons and fly over a hill. Damn. Um, he's trying. <laughs> I get stabbed to death on screen. Okay. <laughs> Ran into a truck and like got thrown. Um, there's a scene where he. Like, Shiva's on one side of the gate, the girlfriend's on the other, and he has to shoot fire to kill the bad guys. But he shoots fire past her and it like scars both of her arms. Anyway, that makes sense. it's um it's fun. It's way better than Immortals, which I feel is like the closest Disney of America has gotten to that. But definitely check out Brahmasta colon part one Shiva. I'm down. I 
started my other thing because I wanted to do um, a better sex toy story. <laughs> so one of the things I harp on people about in my personal life is to stay the hell away from the Internet of Things. Okay. You don't need a bunch of your shit to be Internet connected. I'll uh-huh. hassle you about it, too, with your remote ass lights. <laughs> <laughs> They're convenient. What? Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I have two connections for my router. <laughs> They're very convenient for your overlords. Bomb, bomb, bomb. You know, the, the, the shit you find out about Internet of Things stuff all the time that, like, mm-hmm. they're never secure. Oh, they're yeah. never well built. Roombas were such a big deal for a while. And then, and then Facebook suddenly, or whatever bought them. Well, it was Amazon. It just, yeah. like, it comes out out of nowhere that, oh, they've been mapping your house. Uh-huh. And selling data. Yeah. yeah. Like, selling personal data for marketing. That's horrifying every innocuous internet of things thing exists either to rip you off or spy on you basically oh yeah right so right before there was a massive crypto crash recently (laughs) uh there was a a fun story circulating around of somebody who had a lot of the holdings in ethereum Mm -hmm. every single one of their nfts and all of their coins stolen oh and not hacked out or shut down or you know a physical device with the wallet or whatever their accounts logged into and drained and they were very meticulous about their security Mm -hmm. but the only thing they could think of that they had added to their network recently was a wi-fi enabled dildo (laughs) but it turns out that it has whatever bluetooth stuff and the Uh wi-fi addresses for those are weirdly standardized okay and as soon as somebody knew where his physical address was they could get that ip get to that network through the only unsecured device on it Mm mm-hmm and use it as a bridge to take all of his auto logins and then just do whatever they wanted with right, yeah. without any particular traces because they're using his account, not breaking oh into God. it. But just before you ever think about getting anything unnecessarily Wi-Fi connected, just remember that your dildo can steal from you. Why does the dildo need to be Wi-Fi? So somebody else can control it. Okay, so some things we just... <laughs> Understand we won't put Bluetooth okay, on Okay, let me put it a Look, different man, way. It can vibrate along to the scene. Oh, well, that'd be it. See, now you're on board <laughs> again. Yeah. Exactly, see? <laughs> All right, I'm back on. Like, you know, <laughs> someday your wife might be out of town, but she still needs to peg you, so she just logs in and, yeah. you know, controls the vibration at her own speed. Mm-hmm. But this is not new technology. <laughs> no, okay. but it's just adding unnecessary layers of it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Some things use like the personal touch. Mm-hmm. You really just, need to have a Bluetooth on that. I feel. Yeah, that's my network security talk for the day is yeah. that your dildo can rob you blind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's true. Even the newer cell phones, there's day one hacks. It's been a whole thing recently about security. So definitely mm-hmm. update your devices. Mm-hmm. Everyone out there. It seems like a hassle, but it's for a point. Yeah. I'm kind of just, I'm like, I assume that my data is all over the place because there's so much stuff that is connected to Wi-Fi or, Mm-hmm. that we got it. even if you don't use it it's like yeah they got already this yeah, that's why i was funny with people who didn't want to get the vaccine for covid We're like Jesus oh the Christ. government's checking us through the i'm like dude you have a cell phone right yeah yeah right. they yeah, already any know social what to do to get a cell phone yeah, yeah. but and, like nowadays they'll still like personal information from children mm-hmm. their logins and social security numbers like all that jazz when they actually do get to a point in their life when they're making money, all of their identity has already been stolen. Yeah. So they can just drain their accounts then. I heard about that. Mis- mis- stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So VTech don't... got in huge trouble about that. Oh, yes. Anyway, that's, that's the other side. Anyway, Jasmine, where are you 
way. Um, I actually, for the first one, I had a couple. I was trying to get it right, which is why I was looking at my phone. So, oh, okay. Um, the, <laughs> I thought you were just ignoring us. No, no, I was trying to get it right. So I, I edited I it out. To, to <laughs> I edited it out in post, but um, yeah. Every time someone pulls out their phone, it goes yeah in the background. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought she was looking up like the Bluetooth dildo and see what I'm talking no. about. <laughs> no, you guys no, just I light up. No, I, let, no yeah. I was trying to get the facts straight. But anyway, <laughs> the, the brand the name you're looking for is Love Sense. No. <laughs> Um, there was a long time ago where I thought maybe I wanted to be a linguist or whatever. And so I wanted to speak languages that I guess you, in my opinion at the time, didn't find an African-American person that spoke. So okay. I wanted to do Korean. Sure, and yeah. when I was researching the language, I thought it was really cool that Kim Sejong just made up this yeah. language uh-huh. so that his people could communicate. So the people who were poor, everyone would have this one language. And I was like, you know what? That was actually cool. Yeah. Korean as a language is fascinating. And they do borrow other regionals, but yeah. Yeah. Has, um, but yeah, just the, I guess the thought that he was thinking about the lower class uh-huh. in that way and wanting them to have a way to communicate and stuff. And I was like, you know what? That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it's like the antithesis to Chinese. <laughs> Yeah, but it's There's easier to figure out. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Chinese was all about the courtly characters and making sure that clear communication was the province of the higher classes. So many books about that. <laughs> <laughs> so in Colorado, uh-huh. they have these winter festivals that are called the Frozen Dead Guy Festival. So they have, mm-hmm. what did I just look at? Coffin races, frozen t-shirt contests. Um, <laughs> and I think I, know you the, t- I, I think I know what you're talking about, Jasmine. Is it one of them? They write in a coffin and they go down the hill. Sure. Um, so the whole thing started, apparently this guy in the late 80s, I think, ended up dying on his way to somewhere. I forgot where he was traveling to. But anyway, his body was frozen mm-hmm. by his grandchild or something who had this makeshift cryonics lab <laughs> because he wanted to freeze this him. This really works into the uh-huh, theme of the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, until there was more technology to cure his ailments. Like, sure, this is yeah. real life, which is why it's crazy. So... He ended up like building this chronics lab in his shed mm-hmm. and he had his grandfather and some other people. And I don't know how he got the other people. I mean, if you have like a sealed tube <laughs> and the right kind of refrigerants, I guess uh, a cryonics so he, lab isn't that tricky uh, if you don't care well, about quality. The trick is, is not putting people into cryonics. It's waking it's them get, back up. Getting yeah. them out. No one has successfully come um, out of cryonics. So yeah. Sad. He ended up leaving the country for whatever reason. So uh-huh. he was paying a person to regularly go over there and like stock this thing full of ice. Ice to keep it cool. Obviously, his grandfather and his other people. So a very low tech cryonics lab. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. he went overseas, his mom ended up having to take over it, and she made sure that those other people, again, not sure how they how these other people ended up in there, um, were returned to their families. But I guess ever since then, they've had these like frozen dead guy events. Oh, um, okay. In Did Colorado, they get the like original frozen since. dead guy back out and use him for anything? Or I don't think so. <laughs> It's like a really there stiff like weekend a, at Bernie's. Yeah. There's like a corpse something. I forgot what it's called. There is a, an event I mean, for a corpse. I feel like you'd put him in like an efficient chair up in like a high rise. <laughs> uh-huh. To just look over the festivities. <laughs> but it was, I don't know. It was wild that it was actually, that's the thing. Yeah. So that was the, the thing I'd like known for a while. And yeah. I'm like, I could, I couldn't remember like what the, I was like, where is it again? Mm-hmm. And then the most recent thing, I wouldn't necessarily call it cool. It was more so of a concern. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I'm taking. <laughs> you saw which direction Pat went. So, <laughs> so I am I'm flying for work, and I've never uh-huh. been on a plane. And so there are seats in certain areas that are right near the door. I'm yeah. not sure if it's the exit door or the cargo door. If they're the same thing, I don't know. Yeah, the exit um, seats yeah, are yeah, sure. a normal thing. 
So I did not realize that there are requirements mm-hmm. to sit in those seats. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that because I'd never flown. Yes, yes you have responsibilities. You do, yeah. Like I'm looking over it and I'm like, why does it have that thing? So then if you hover over it, like we were, I figure out that you can't be like obese. You can't have any visual or physical impairments of any reason. You have oh. to be able to like quickly get the things out of the cargo area or whatever that's above you. You have to be able to hand it to people and you have to be able to Apparently to like unlock the door and throw. I'm like, that's too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, obviously I was already exempt, but I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. You telling me if this plane is going down or something is happening, you're putting it on the passenger sitting next to the door to be like, all right, I got to get all of y'all out of here. That is wild <laughs> to me. Also, yeah. where's the staff? I'm not <laughs> real. Like, I feel like well, you should have gotten like a PSA. Trump is keeping this person from taking the one thing and being like, all right, peace. <laughs> the trouble being that the staff has to get through that passenger to get to the door. I mean, I don't know how it started. but I mean, how are they going to help him? do? I, I've been that guy. I don't know. They gave me the little extra lecture about you need to can take care of this shit if we go down. And I was like, all right. <laughs> we're the Spirit Airlines version of we're all going to die. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I haven't <laughs> been that guy, but I've been by a person who was that person. You know, I, this whole spiel of like, you know, in this case, you have to do this and that and that, blah, blah. Do you want to do it? And the person's like, no. Like, All right, we'll, we'll sketch. <laughs> like, we'll switch we'll you to someone else. You. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll switch it's, them seats. It no. was very concerning because this is my first flight. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't, okay, I don't, I don't like that. Look, but they're, okay. they're very time tight life or death situations on a plane crash. You mm-hmm. got to do shit and you got to do it now. You got to be able to muscle that door like open. Said. You got to mm-hmm. be able to pop that emergency slide or whatever the hell you get to do right the whole thing again just very yeah, concerning I, <laughs> I have I mean, never helps, been on a not, commercial airline you're before, not generally supposed so. to stand there and wait forever you're still the first one out you just got to do the things to make sure everyone else can leave you just got to make sure you can open the door for everyone to get out and you so you open the be, door and lock yeah. it open what, what do you think the reaction would be is like okay i'll do this but i want extra pretzels today <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, they're pretty chill with that stuff. There's like a, a scale situation for stuff like that. This is a silly, stupid thing that I know about airlines. But there was a point where I think it may have been Delta took one olive out of their first class salads for every olive and saved like one hundred and eighty thousand dollars that year. <laughs> Logistics are weird like that. Yeah, that's yeah. just yeah, like that they weird. served that many salads that removing one <laughs> olive from each of them that no one noticed was mm-hmm. Where they're like measuring the balance between, okay, if we switch to one ply toilet paper, we'll save this much, but okay. morale will go down. Okay, so much. I'm going to, to have to get to be emperor and outlaw one ply forever. It's not uh, useful to anyone. Yeah, yeah you one just ply is basically it. your hand. Yeah. yeah. You got to get like 14 feet of this stuff to make yeah. actual paper. Yeah. So it's just not useful. Or or the Soviet version of toilet paper that brags about being not absorbent. Yeah. I would Jesus honestly, Christ. I would almost rather, almost rather use a shell than use one ply. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's it like, would probably be more useful. <laughs> when you're debating, like, scrape. do I need my socks? Like, do I really? <laughs> <laughs> like, how dirty are my socks? How dirty is my <laughs> right. It's like, I'm not going to give a fungal infection to either end on this. Like, I mean, uh, maybe if I use uh, the, the, the part that was on my ankle and up. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> This is you gotta, we, you gotta scope we shouldn't it out. be doing this like you know, Indiana Jones and the idol and the bag of sand thing. Like we shouldn't have to do that when we go to the bathroom, which is why we should outlaw one ply toilet yes. paper. Correct. Yeah. I'm on board with this. That's amazing. Okay, well let's end this short warm-up and get to the <laughs> cool down. Get it's to the cool act. Down. Sorry, cool down. Sorry. I made a shitty joke and we're keeping it. <laughs> <laughs>
That's why I said at the beginning I was pressured into it. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Nobody told nobody put a gun in your head. Yeah, no, I still fucked it up because I forgot <laughs> halfway through as I was talking. You're fine. Yeah. I write these things and I giggle to myself, and then it <laughs> six months later I execute the joke and it's <laughs> <laughs> like I giggle. I mean, this guy's like, scratch, 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 scratch. Yeah, it's exactly how that happened. This is like how anyway, join, join us for Mister Freeze. Uh, Mister Freeze, no. Sub Zero. Damn it! Sorry, you, the well, actual okay. title. Yeah, Batman and Mister Freeze. Oh, you're right. Zero. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Right. Get styled time. on. Damn. All right. See you next time. Bye. ESR is recorded in a small quasi-studio in the Midwestern United States. We use a bunch of software to make our voices sound decent, because we're not actually professional voice actors, I'm sure you can tell. All voices, music, and mixing are done by us. All rights reserved. If you have any comments, questions, or you just want to tell us something you think is cool, contact the show on social media or our website bsreactor.com and thanks for listening we really do appreciate you sticking with us for a hundred episodes with hopefully many more to come <laughs>